You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Hi, folks. Be sure to visit my webpage at dr-history.com for over 440 true stories of the Old West. Also, now available on Amazon, my first book, a historical fiction based on true events entitled Coal Miner to Cowboy. The story of a young man born in England in 1850. He wants to be a cowboy and makes his way to America, travels from New Orleans to Independence on a steamboat, hires on as a teamster to Santa Fe, then on a cattle drive to Bozeman, Montana. He also rides shotgun on a stagecoach. He travels with a wagon train, and on his two-year journey, he meets some famous people and keeps a journal of his adventures. The book contains a lot of the true stories from my podcast and is now available on Amazon. Visit my webpage for a link to Amazon for the book, Coal Miner to Cowboy. Hi folks, Dr. History here with another story from the Old West. Today I'm going to talk to you about a doctor by the name of Dr. Finfrock. Uh, you know, without the few pioneer doctors who settled in the early western towns, life on the frontier would have been really bad, really precarious. You know, there were shootings, knifings, frostbite, ranching accidents, timbering accidents. Uh, they all took a regular toll. Railroads actually were a major cause of serious injury. Epidemics, you know, smallpox, scarlet fever, typhoid fever, cholera, uh, diphtheria, uh, all took a heavy toll, especially among the weak, uh, the elderly, and small children. Um, in 1880, all of the Wyoming Territory only had about 30 physicians and surgeons, so not very many. One of the pioneer physicians was Dr. John H. Finfrock. He arrived with the Army during the Civil War when what was to become Wyoming. He was an outstanding physician and surgeon. Uh, Finfrock was born December 9th, 1836. He uh, studied medicine. He, and after graduating, uh, Finfrock enlisted in the Union Army. He was commissioned as a captain. In 1862, he had married a gal by the name of Anna McCullough. And in 1863, Captain Finfrock reported as surgeon at Fort Halleck, on the or uh, on the Overland or Oregon Trail, and that's in the Dakota Territory. So Fort Halleck was established in 1862, and its purpose was to protect the stage and telegraph lines. Now, besides his duties caring for the sick and the wounded, the post surgeon cared for the immigrants, civilian scouts, freighters, and local people. He was also responsible for recording the number of immigrant uh, and wagons and livestock that passed through the post. Well, frostbite and frozen limbs were major problems at Fort Halleck. You can imagine uh, anybody that's been in Wyoming in the wintertime, even now, you can see the terrible winds and snow and storms that come through. But, you know, men and animals suffered from this brutal cold. Finfrock recorded the loss of four horses and three mules that froze to death. In 1863, he recorded temperatures of 30 and 35 degrees below zero. And again, we still have that today. 
Now, also, scurvy was prevalent. As soon as uh, the wild onions made their first appearance, Finn Frock added them to the soldier's diet. Now, besides his military duties, Finn Frock made house calls. On April 27th, he left for a place called Big Laramie Station, 66 miles to the east, to treat a stage company employee who had been wounded in an Indian raid. Along the way, he extracted an immigrant's tooth for $1, prescribed for an immigrant's wife for $10, took care of a man at Rock Creek, treated two sick immigrants and their child, uh, of the station keeper at Rock Creek, uh, for which all of this he collected $20, and he also treated a man with a sore foot. Now, in July, he and Dr. Force, a friend of his, repaired the dislocated shoulder of a stage driver, and they actually used chloroform, which was kind of a new thing at the time. In August, he uh, uh, lost one immigrant whose chest was crushed in a runaway, Another one he lost with a wagon train 60 miles from Fort Halleck. Uh, the guy accidentally shot himself when he dropped his rifle when he was thinking there was Indians coming. Anyway, the bullet tore through the guy's shoulder and an arm. Uh, Dr. Finfrock amputated the guy's arm, but unfortunately the man still died after the operation. Well, the same month, Dr. Finfrock also lost a premature baby. But the following month, he delivered two healthy babies. In October, he treated a boy living on one of the new ranches near the Platte River for a mule kick that actually left a hole about the size of a half dollar in his forehead. Finfrock enlarged the hole and was able to elevate the bone away from the brain. The boy recovered. So this guy actually did some brain surgery. Well, through the summer of 1864, Indians attacked along the entire trail, and Dr. Finfrock had difficulty getting the wounded to Fort Laramie. Well, in 1865, Finfrock's first child was born at Fort Halleck. Uh, Fort Halleck was abandoned July 4th, about 1866, and its garrison was moved to Fort Sanders, which is just south of the future site of Laramie, Wyoming. Well, Dr. Finfrock continued to serve as post-surgeon at Fort Sanders. In 1868, he resigned from the Army. He entered private practice in Laramie and served as surgeon for the railroad. Now, the first railroad hospital in Laramie under Drs. Finfrock and another friend of his, Dr. Gregory, it was nothing more than a tent in the middle of the saloons, the gambling dens, uh, the dance halls. In 1869, a permanent hospital was built in the railroad yards. And in 1870, the railroad closed the hospital and Dr. Finfrock undertook its operation as a private enterprise. He didn't want to see it closed. Well, in January of 1871, Dr. Finfrock performed an amputation on a man whose leg had been badly injured nine months previously when he was run over by a train. Now, this is interesting. He used an advanced technique known as disarticulation. It involved separating the leg at the joint rather than sawing off the bone. The bone. 
then tying out the nerves and blood vessels. You know, back in the Civil War, they just used saws and they just cut the bone wherever they needed to, whether it's below the knee or above the knee. So this disarticulation method uh, took place right at the joint. Well, in 1876, the hospital was taken over by the Sisters of Charity. The Union Pacific had opened a steel rolling mill in Laramie. It employed between 150 and 200 men per shift. On March 24, 1876, a boiler at the mill exploded, killing four men outright, hospitalizing nine with serious burns and injuring several others less seriously. Now, despite the efforts of Dr. Finrock, uh, seven of the nine men died. The same year, a serious epidemic broke out in Laramie, causing a major disagreement between, between Dr. Finfrock and the other doctors in town. It was the community's first outbreak of smallpox. Now, except for Dr. Finfrock, all the doctors initially diagnosed the problem as scarlet fever. Well, smallpox required that town authorities established what they called a pest house. And what they do is this house is kind of an isolation place or a quarantine place where you take those that are sick. Well, the city fathers wanted to avoid that expense, and the other doctors didn't want to face the problem of isolating their patients. So Dr. Finfrock's diagnosis was correct, and his early treatment probably saved uh, quite a few people's lives. Well, when Dr. Finfrock uh, got city authorities to open a pest house, it was located a mile east of town. When the pest house was ready, Finfrock went to the livery stable for a team and a wagon to move his patients. Well, no livery stable would rent him a team and wagon. I guess they figured uh, it would cause germs or whatever to be in their team or their wagon. So on his way past the railroad station, he noticed a perfectly good push cart belonging to the Union Pacific. He got the loan of it, and one at a time, he loaded his patients on it and pushed them out to the pest house. In 1883, the Sisters of Charity opened St. Joseph's Hospital, which was a modern, very nice, 50-bed facility. Uh, Dr. Finfrock repeated uh, the disarticulation operation on a Mr. Stamey of Fort Fetterman. Another surgeon had amputated Stamey's leg five inches below the knee after his horse fell with him. The stump didn't heal and was very painful, as you can imagine. When Dr. Finfrock opened the stump, he found a piece of dead bone. He cleaned up the, the debris and completed the operation with that disarticulation method. Now, besides his surgical skills, Dr. Finfrock also was a, a vocal person for community sanitation. In 1876, the Union Pacific completed a water main from the springs east of Laramie to its rolling mills and repair shops. Dr. Finfrock worked diligently for the formation of water companies to complete branch mains down the side streets of the town so that a supply of fresh, pure water would be available for each household. Now think about that back in those days. He also pressed for the completion of a central sewer system throughout the town so the privies and cesspools could be replaced. 
he kept steady pressure on the city fathers to use prisoners to clean up the streets, the water ditches, and the alleys. He was a strong and vocal advocate of vaccination for smallpox and inoculation for diphtheria, uh, particularly of the town's children. Now, Dr. Finfrock found it necessary to dispense drugs from the time he first entered private practice in the early 1870s, so he opened a drugstore. And John Finfrock uh, had a strong sense of civic and social duty. He filled many public offices. He was appointed Albany County Treasurer and Probate Judge. Besides his civic activities, he played an active part in the community's cultural and religious life. He was one of the founders of the Laramie Presbyterian Church and served on the Board of Trustees from 1869 until 1890. So this guy, Dr. Finfrock, was ahead of his time in many ways, not only with the disarticulation amputation method, but also with cleanliness. And think about all the diseases that came from the cesspools and the sewers and the standing water and plus drinking bad water. So Dr. Finfrock is a pretty amazing man and uh, one that probably is not much known about this guy. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed the story about Dr. Finfrock. <laughs> 